Well, let me share with you a little bit. If, if you did bring a Bible, uh, great. If you didn't, uh, listen real close. But uh, Matthew chapter 1, this evening, Matthew chapter 1. Father, thank you for this time we have together now. We just do honor you. We thank you for your goodness. Lord, speak to our hearts. May we leave here with a deposit of truth, with with uh, a deposit of your grace and ability to help us live tomorrow and the next week. Thank you for imparting to us now truth that makes us free. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 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 Well, I read about a, there was a small boy who was, uh, he was writing a letter to God about Christmas presents he badly wanted. And uh, so he started to write it. Uh, I've been good for six months now, he wrote. <laughs> After a moment's reflection, he crossed out six months and wrote three months. After a pause, that was crossed out and he put two weeks. There was another pause and that was crossed out too. He got up from the table, went over to the nativity scene that had the figures of Mary and Joseph. He fi- picked up the figure of Mary wrapped it gently in a cloth and put it in a drawer in his room. Then he went back to writing and started again. Dear God, if you ever want to see your mother again. (laughs) Matthew chapter 1. I want to talk to you for the next few moments here tonight about a different type of presence, actually. <laughs> Same sound, different spelling. Uh, Matthew chapter 1 and verse 21, this is the, the angel uh, speaking to Joseph. It's, he says, And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. When Jesus came, basically what was happening? God was coming for a visit. It was God with us or with mankind. And, uh, you know, that's kind of the thing I want to just share a little bit about, God being with us. And that's the whole reason Jesus came. And I know that God, uh, His desire from the beginning was to be with us in unhindered fellowship. Uh, Of course, sin got in the way, and it took a lot of work for God you know, to really have his, his goal and his desire in fellowship with mankind. But uh, thank God he got it done. <laughs> he did what was necessary, and it was no small task. But he, he, he got the job done in making a way where you and I could approach him and be in his very presence without any kind of hindrance, without us having to look down, without us having to feel ashamed and sink our shoulders and just, Lord, if you would accept me. No, he, he took care of this. He did this in such a way where, of course, it wasn't based on our own goodness or our own righteousness, but we come boldly now by the blood of Jesus. And Jesus came so this would be the case. By sending Jesus into the world as a man, he was able to defeat sin in our behalf. And now his presence, now this God with us business, is available to every single person uh, on the earth. But how many know God, uh, when 
he sent Jesus, of course, being named God with us. It's always been his desire to be in our lives. Some have the wrong impression, I think, about the Lord. And that is that God just wants us to live right. That God just wants righteous living. He wants people who will stand tall and act right. And that's not really that's not really correct. God is not just seeking for a performance from us. He's not just seeking a, a, a group of people or His creation to just live right for right's sake. He wants to be involved in our lives. And unrighteousness, of course, is a hindrance to that. Not doing right, not being right, is a hindrance to this love affair that God had in mind between Himself and His creation. And that's the reason Jesus came, not again just so that we would do right and we would stop acting like turkeys. God literally wants to be in our lives. His presence with us is top priority. We should never um, let intimacy be substituted for activity in our lives when that's really not what God's after. Okay, an awareness of God's presence in our lives will really alter much about us. Numerous times in the Bible, the Lord told people that He would be with them. And we oftentimes use that terminology today as well. But I think in many situations, it lacks the punch that God intended for it to have. In other words, when people, of course, are going through a difficult time, when there's challenging circumstances, it's not uncommon for someone to say, well, Lord be with you, or God is there. He's with you in your trouble, in your difficult time. And though that's technically not incorrect... And it's not wrong to say. I think that sometimes people have the mindset that God being with me is not really an aggressive or active stance, but it's more of a passive one. In other words, I'm hurting. My life is falling apart. I don't know what to do. I'm in turmoil. I'm mad at the world. I'm sick and broke and everything else. But God's with me. I don't know about you, but I think big whoop de If that's really all there is to it, that I'm going to still be tomorrow sick and broke and depressed and mad at the world and have strife in my home, but I can say along with that, yeah, but God's with me. And the next day, I'm going to be all that junk and all those problems, but... Yeah, but everyone around me will remind me, oh, but but God's with you. (laughs) Great. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? How does that impact me? Again, the God with me thing, that's a true statement. That's accurate and that's right. But it depends on my belief in what that means that really makes that an impacting statement or just kind of a religious phrase where we all say, yeah, God's with you. Well, who cares if it's not making any difference? Are you listening to me now? If God's with me and I can never tell, I'm not interested. 
I know that sounds kind of harsh. And it's like, you're really not. But good news is I know more about it than that. But if you've been told, you're like, oh, well, the Lord is with you. But you can never identify what that means and how that makes a difference in your life. I'm telling you, there's some, there's some misconceptions there. Okay, God is with us. And when he would tell people that all through the Bible, it wasn't just, I'm with you, so whatever. I know you're suffering, but at least I'll hold your hand while you are. Now, again, say, isn't that valuable? Well, you know, a little bit. I'm glad that he's there. But, you know, what I'm kind of looking for is not that he's just holding my hand, but he's making the problem go away. He's not only there while I'm in turmoil, but he's pushing the turmoil out of my life. And that is what you'll find in the scripture over and over and over again. When he said he would be there, it was an active thing that would change a person's life and circumstances. Not just, I'm just going to be there. Let me give you five things. Everybody ready? God with us means, number one, provision. God with us means provision. How many know the place where God's presence is unhindered more than anywhere else is heaven? No demons, no devil, no sin, no interruption whatsoever. And how many know heaven is also the place where there is not one iota of lack? There's not one degree of someone being without for even a millisecond of all eternity. Do you know that forever and ever? There's never going to be a thought, never going to be even a fear or a worry of what am I going to do? How am I going to make it tomorrow? Because in His presence is fullness of everything that we could ever want or need. In God's presence is full provision. Amen. There never is lack. You know, in... In the military, sometimes a, a soldier is called a GI. You ever heard of a soldier called a GI? That stands for government issue, right? And when someone is in the, in, in the military, how many know their clothes belongs to the government, but it's provided by the government, right? Their food that they eat, the bed that they sleep on, you know, and uh, all, all the, the equipment, of course, the guns and all the cool explosive stuff, <laughs> all that stuff. It's issued by the government because they basically belong. They've signed their life over to the government. But here's the deal now. Everything, as far as their needs go, they get taken care of by the government. That's the way the Lord works. I don't know about you, but I've signed my life over. I've said, Lord, I'm giving my life to you. I'm submitting my life to you, and I belong to you. And he says, good, now I'm going to take care of you all the days of your life. You've given your life to me, and now you have no more worries. I'm going to make sure that you make it. You're going to be empowered. You're going to be equipped. You're going to have everything you need to be in my army. Amen. And this is the way when a person has God in their life, they have provision. When the Lord says, I'm going to be with you, let this ring out in your mind, and he's going to provide for me. Because with his presence comes provision. Number two, God with us means protection. God with us means protection. If he's there, he's there with big biceps. Are you listening? 
If God is there, He's there with all the means and the will and the know-how to keep you safe in a very difficult world with very trying circumstances. God is our protection. You know, back in the book of Judges in the 6th chapter, uh, God's people, the nation of Israel, they were under attack, under siege by the Midianites. Okay, And this is, the, this is the story when God found a man named Gideon. Gideon was kind of a scaredy cat. But, uh, but the Lord referred to him as a mighty man of valor. And uh, basically he said, you are going to be the deliverer. You're going to deliver uh, my people from the, their oppressors. And uh, he said, you, uh, you don't need to turn here or anything. But Judges 6, 15, he said to him, Lord... Uh, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh. I am the least in my father's house. And the Lord said to him, Surely I will be with you, and you shall defeat the Midianites as one man. I want you to notice the language the Lord puts together. Not, Gideon, I'm going to be with you, so when, you're, when they're carving you up, When they're taking your limbs off, I'm going to be right there holding your hand. Gideon, I know that this does not look good and man, you're about to, you're in trouble, but I'm going to be there with you. No, what it meant to the Lord is I'm going to be there with you and I'm going to deliver you. I'm going to be with you and I'm going to be your shield. I'm going to be your protection in this battle. God being with us means something very tangible and something real. That was his answer. Not, Gideon, I'm going to take care of it for you. No, you're going to do it, but I'm going to be with you. That guarantees his success and his protection. Here's another verse, Isaiah 43, 2. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. And when you walk through the fire... You shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. God being with us does not, is not a promise that we'll never deal with a, a difficult circumstance or situation ever again in our life. But I don't know about you. I don't really have a problem with fire as long as it doesn't burn me. I mean, I mean if the whole place is on fire and I'm just cruising right through the middle of it, what's that a sign of? That sounds like God's with me. Okay. It's not just, again, let me say it again. You're going to go through the fire and it is going to hurt. It is going to burn you. But I'm going to be with you saying, it's okay. It's okay. You'll be all right. <laughs> Ow. That is very painful. No, the Lord's presence is for protection. You remember the three he- Hebrew children? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Remember those guys? And of course they refused to serve false gods and they were threatened and they said, big whoop-de-doo. I'm paraphrasing. Well, Hebrew, big big whoop-de-doo. And uh, they got thrown into the fiery furnace, very, very hot fiery furnace. And what happened? Nebuchadnezzar looked in. He said, didn't we throw three people in there? He said, I see four. And he said, "The, the, the fourth one looks like the Son of God. I don't know how he knew, but... What was happening? They got thrown into a difficult circumstance. I mean, terminating circumstance. But the Lord being with them was their deliverance. They're in an impossible situation, and yet God is protecting them. 
I'm not just interested in God being with me as I die. Although I'd rather be with them than alone. You know what I'm talking about? That's not his mind. That's not his, what he's communicating to us. When, when Jesus came and his name is called God with us. It's called God our provision. He's called God our protection. He, he is the one who delivers and sustains us in every situation. God's presence is not just to comfort us in trouble but to, live, to deliver us out of trouble. Psalm 34, 19 says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord hangs out with you in every one of them. It says the Lord delivers us out of them all. His presence means He's there to do something about the problem. Amen. Number three. Number three. God's presence means God's peace. God's presence means God's peace. Uh, You know the scripture in Luke chapter 2 and verse 14 uh, that was declared when Jesus came, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace and goodwill toward men. What did the Lord come to bring? I tell you what, he came to bring peace. You maybe have chaos in your own mind, chaos in your home, strife and and conflict in your work and wherever you go. But I tell you what, the very presence of God, what is it meant to do? Bring peace. Again, not just hold our hand through the argument. Not just be there when we're pulling out our hair. Again, be there, yes. But his being there means he's there to calm He's there to still the waters. He's there to bring peace to a troubled marriage. He's there to bring peace to a troubled life. This is a real supernatural intervention that God wants on all our behalf. Not just a saying. Not just a phrase that God is there. In John 14, 27, Jesus said, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Jesus came to bring us peace. Number four. Number four. God with us means prosperity. God with us means prosperity. Now, of course, that's... that. Uh, sometimes is defined simply by point number one, provision. But I want you to know that prosperity means much more than just your provision or just your natural needs being met. Prosperity can mean a number of things. It's defined as welfare and not like welfare, like, you know, like government, (laughs) spread the wealth, (laughs) welfare. No, it means to fare well. How many know most of the time, if, if you're on welfare tonight... That's because you're not faring well. Am I right? Or am I right? Or am I right? <laughs> yeah, but prosperity means you're faring well. It means peace. It means quietness. It means rest. It literally means to push forward. It means to go over. It means to succeed in reaching. These are definitions from the, both the Hebrew and the Greek words. It means figuratively to succeed in business affairs. When God says, I'm with you, what is he with you to do? He is there to cause you to be successful. Think about it. You're on your way to work. And you say, thank you, Lord, that you are with me today. 
What does that mean to you? Here's one of the things it means. I'm going to be really stinking good at what I do. I'm going to do a good job in sales. I'm going to do a good job in management. I'm going to do a good, good job in cooking french fries or whatever you do god is there to bring your prosperity or to cause you to succeed be successful in everything you do i tell you what i'm getting more and more excited about god being with me god being with me is not just a passive phrase it's something that god is looking to have uh, active in my life romans 8 31 says uh, what then shall we say to these things if god be for us Who can be against us? The very reason that He's in us and that He's for us is so that we will succeed. Say it out loud. God is in me. me. Therefore, I cannot fail. He's always there. And I cannot fail. But I succeed. I have success and victory every day of my life. Amen, amen, amen. God's presence means prosperity. Number five, number five, God's presence means permanence. God's presence means permanence. You know, in Matthew 28 and verse 20, the Lord said, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded, commanded you, and lo, I am with you always. How often? always even to the end of the age and you know that watch this he said this right before he left (laughs) didn't he he said i'm gonna be with you forever i'm never gonna leave you and a few minutes later he's floating up (laughs) almost seems like a contradiction doesn't it thank god though we, we know what he meant Even though he physically left, he didn't leave. And he sent his Holy Spirit and he is with us. We live in a covenant now. A brand spanking new covenant established upon better promises. And thank God in this covenant the Lord doesn't come and go. He's not with you on Sunday and gone on Monday. He's not with you when you're doing good and takes off when you're doing bad. The very truth of the matter is Jesus knew that he was, gonna, he was talking to people who would make mistakes, who would sin at different times, and he still said to them, I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to be there for you every single day for the rest of your life. In fact, throughout eternity, you and me, we're going to be together. He said, I will Never, ever leave you. Hebrews 13 is another scripture where he says, Let your conduct, verse 5, be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Did he mean that? I tell you what. How many know we shouldn't be praying prayers? You know, know, don't mean to step on toes, you know, on Christmas Eve and everything, but... uh, We shouldn't be praying prayers that say, Lord, be with us. Or, Lord, go with them. How many know that's a revelation of a person's belief that they don't know that he's already there? And he said he would never leave you. Amen. Amen. We need to be established in faith, confident every day. And if it takes you a while to get there, join the club. Sometimes it does. But we remind ourselves every single day, God is with me. Not only is he with me, he's in me. Emmanuel is God with us, but how many know after he, raised from, he was raised, raised from the dead, 
He moved in. (laughs) He set up shop on the inside. And now there is never a moment, there's never a day when I don't have dwelling in me the very presence of God Himself to bring me provision, to bring me protection, to bring me peace, to bring me prosperity, and let me know that it's permanent, that there's nothing that can be done that can remove His presence and His love from my life. Amen. These are things that are always 24-7 in place in our lives. Amen. Now let me bring a side thought out to you in closing in relationship to that. God's presence is there at all times. Some of you are thinking though, but what if I do wrong? What if I go astray? Understand this, that as a believer, He is still with you. But there's a difference between God being with you as His child and God being with you in what you're doing. If God says go right and you go left, it's not that on the left side that the Lord leaves you, you're no longer saved. He's, as David said in the Old Testament, He's taken His Holy Spirit from you. That just doesn't happen. However, He might not be with you in the sense of with you in what you're doing, therefore you'll lack provision and protection and, 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 and peace and you'll lack prosperity. Amen. So it, there's two elements to this. As a child of God, He's always there. Never, ever is that going to change. But in what I do, I must know that I'm following the ways of the Lord. And when I go to this place, I go to this city, man, I know he's there. Not just there because I'm his child. He's there with me in what I'm trying to do. So I'm not saying, oh, Lord, please bless my business. Please bless my family as we go here. No, his presence went with me. He's with me in what I'm doing because I took time ahead of time. To find out, to pray, to get peace on the inside, to know His wisdom and His direction. Then I know, I don't need to get God to bless this thing. I, I feel like with this church, I don't really need to be talking to the Lord regularly and say, Lord, would you bless this church? Lord, would you, would you bless these, uh, the people that come to our church? No, it's His idea. His plan. I knew that when I came, that not only is He with me as His as an individual, as his child, but he's with me in what I'm doing. Amen. So, Lord, with you in what you're doing? Amen. Sometimes people know that they've taken a wrong step. They've made a wrong turn. You know what? He's still with you because he's your child, but it's time to say, Lord, I left your path, and I'm coming back. Time to back up. You know, if you run into the wall, you know, you run into your garage door or something, didn't open it, don't push the gas. Bless God, I'm getting through this. I just believe that God is for me. I believe that God enables me to do anything I need to do. We're just going to go harder. No, back up. You made a wrong turn. You did the wrong. Back up and get on the right path. Amen. Amen. Father, thank you here tonight. Oh, as we celebrate the birth of Jesus... Thank you that Jesus is God with us. And what he came to do made a way, made provision for us so that we could experience and have life 
forever and you would be with us. You would always be there. And you're providing, you're protecting, you're giving us peace, prosperity, and you're doing it forever. Lord, we acknowledge you in this today. Let not one of us take your presence, the fact that you are with us for granted, and let us not see it as a small thing. Let us not see it as something insignificant or passive. Thank you, Lord. Everybody, just right where you're sitting, say this out loud with me. Say, Father God, I receive from you your presence activated in my life. I believe that you're in me to provide. You're in me to protect. You're in me to bring peace. You're in me to bring prosperity. And you're in me permanently. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Father, I do pray for all these here tonight. Lord, and I do pray for those who've come that are not saved.